0: Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Luca's Tigers and Bronze. Oh, my.
1: Luca Nation, welcome back to the Fractional Report, episode 574. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to go over, over the market, the fractional market. And uh, there's some auctions that closed. We had uh, Mint 25 with Leland's a collectibles. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Cage will share his opinions, but honestly, man, the topic du jour, it felt like space jam, you know, the beginning of space jam where Sean Bradley, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, you know, they get their powers taken from them. Yep. The chiefs went into the, like, I mean, Space jam. how, how do you make it this up? So cage, I don't know a quarterback who started his four year career better than Mahomes. I, I, is that fair to say, like, he has been as hot
0: as they get? Then this year, I mean, it depends what, rough catch. depends what your measurements are. I mean, I mean, you know, there are a lot MVP of super, there are a lot of quarterbacks who have won one super bowl. Joe Flacco, Trent Dilfer, you know, there's plenty of QBs that won one super bowl in and the that's first what he four did. years. They were MVP in the super oh, bowl, the and MVP, they won the, the MVP. Super MVP super the MVP part is pretty nice, I guess. Where I'm going with it is. It's a small window, and it's amazing that he's been to four straight AFC championship games. But to get there, everything kind of has to break right, 13 seconds, you name it, just to get to the thing. And then when you're there, to win – I mean, I guess where I'm going with this is the narrative of this guy had a shot to be the next Brady. We even talked about it last week because it broke right. Today didn't break right. Today didn't break right for the Chiefs. I mean, by the way, he's not joking. I was getting texts. What happened? What did they do to him at halftime? They poisoned the Kansas City Chiefs team. <laughs> this is amazing. Amazing. 292
1: <laughs> yards in the first half. Yep. You're driving down with a chance to go up by 18 points. You're on the one-yard line, and you're running screen passes to your wide receiver that take the most time off the clock. You could just keep sneaking sneak a, the ball.
0: That was the biggest play. That was a momentum play um it gave the, the the Bengals going into half everything they needed um because as luck would have it an 11 point lead at half was exactly what the Chiefs lead was the last time the Bengals came back and beat the Chiefs so it's all they needed the Bengals were at halftime saying we have them right where we want them this was exactly the recipe to beating this team that we had I last know. time and the Chiefs the Chiefs were like I can't believe what we just did there we like we just gave them the momentum, and uh, I, you know how do we not get in the end zone? You got Mahomes calling timeout like Chris Weber out there when he doesn't have one. It's just it's fun stuff. It's fun stuff. And you Terry, just say, huh. You know this, they just got poisoned. <laughs> they just well, poisoned the Terry, team. the sideline
1: reporter was like, "Oh yeah," Mahomes said, "Give me one more shot at throwing this thing in the end zone," and then he throws a screen pass <laughs> a yard behind the line of scrimmage to Tyree Kill. Fine, forget it. Eleven point lead. You get the ball after half. You know they had 32 point 32 yards the entire second half up until the final drive. So look yeah. 292 I mean, no, and then 32. You don't make like if I was a Mahomes holder, I I would be furious, man. If I was holding high-end Mahomes coach because I know it it's gonna have such a like a lasting legacy, it's gonna have a stink to it the next three months. Do you know what I mean? Like his market, who's gonna it's so frustrating because he's had such a good four-year run. And Mm -hmm. that was a very frustrating game to watch. Very
0: frustrating game to watch. I mean, I get it. I understand what you're saying. I mean, the flip side is on the good side, if you're a Mahomes fan, no one else has done what he did to start their career off, and it's just the start. And, I mean, we were just talking about Mahomes in one of our other episodes. You made a great point that, you know, He's done this first four years, kind of like Brady did, and then Brady had like a little lull and then started winning again. You know, the difference, of course, is that, you know, Brady won a bunch in the beginning and then won a bunch <laughs> later on. Right now, yeah, Mahomes winning, you know, one. So it, I, it's, listen, he's a great QB. The prices of some of his items are priced like he's going to be an all time great. And he still may very well get there, right? And let's not say he's not. I mean what is his? you know the body of work is, is is very impressive. But football is nuts, man. Football is very it's very, very difficult. And you know, they would have made history today had they won the game. Because you know, no team has ever won back to back playoff overtime games. It's never been done. Very difficult to do that. They would have been the first one to do it, and they didn't, and they lost. So, I mean, it's just—it is.
1: You know, he didn't out. even throw into the end zone once on that last what drive when they could have won John, the touchdown. He ran. John he ran the right? game of
0: inches. That's it. He, he just he ran, ran game like game. he was. Okay, well, some of the so you this were card. He was like running backwards, and he was, you know, right. falling and dumping, and I don't know what the heck he was doing back there. I'm but let's get to. I want to see the cards because we are in the. The collectibles fractional report before the opening bell here. One of my favorite, probably my favorite episode. I mean, I love doing this. You got the hat. It's Sunday. We we got football all day. We get to talk about Mahomes. You know, we well, I, talk I about bring this football. up. Let's go. I bring Let's this see. up not
1: just because I have insane venom. It actually it matters because so right before kickoff, let me look at the time. 2:01 yep. p.m. Kickoff mm-hmm. was 3 p.m. You have yep. so this card got a bid, first off, beautiful patch, flawless, out of five Mahomes. Uh, BGS 9 Emerald. So, this card, I believe, received an offer last night. And then today it received an even higher offer, right? Yep. And this is before kickoff. So, it's yep. really interesting. You know, how's the psychology play? Can the, you know, can the offeree retract the offer? Or does this, does the loss now cut uh, away kind of and the majority is going to choose to like let the card go? So, it, right, it's the actually voters. really, really, yep. So, it's really interesting how team that's going to play out. I think they're going to accept because people are jittery and panicky and annoyed just like I am.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I thought of that with that card coming in. That's so many good offers. I mean, LeBron card get accepted, right? We can talk about that. We can kind of go through the week. Um, some interesting cards, some interesting stuff. Um, what did you see? What did you see besides the, the Mahomes offer? And, I mean, it's an interesting take also, right? Like, it, 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 Are you telling me if you were holding that card now, you would vote to accept because of what happened here?
1: Well, I'm annoyed. Can you tell? So I'm very, very emotional and I would make emotional decisions. But yeah, I really would. Because I think the cards have already been steamed up. So they've had their run. And then they have a lot of not issues, a lot of question marks of who's coming back next year. So I would. It's a long spring, summer and uh, preseason. But, you know, I'm impatient when it comes to this stuff.
0: Uh, You're a when it comes to almost everything.
1: So what did you yeah, see I mean, over the last week? As soon as the game was over, Cage, I bought two Joe Burrow cards just out of spite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what oh, did I say? You're rude, not going to like I mean. what
1: I saw, though. I'll, this is where I'm going. It's kind of ancillary sports, but we see with Nadal, um, these tennis Nadal. icons do have a moment in time. So I've talked about Nadal. I mean, incredible five-set comeback. But the card today that I'm going to talk about is on the on the previous results of the Serena card. This week's uh, so the Serena Net Pro basket actually went up 17.5, uh, percent and that's because I think her Sports Illustrated card broke 100,000, and her other Net Pro glossy broke. Uh, I think it was right around that 100K mark. So you saw the Net Pro kind of uh, as a lagging measure follow, and I, I think sometimes with these out of sight, out of mind, Tigers also interesting. You can, you can really dip by these ancillary sports uh, on, the, on the eve of, you know, is she coming back for the French Open? You know, will she be playing this year? And I know you're not a big Serena fan because you said she was complaining during that whole Osaka thing. That's right. But she's, she's, the, she's the greatest women's tennis player of all time. And uh, that was interesting to see her cards go up 17%, and even more so that her cards now demand 100000 for the Sports Illustrated one. Uh, th- there's a market for her stuff. That's what stuck out. Uh let me go over some data. So market's pretty flat. Um, modern was flat, down you know, half a percent. The only negative sport this week, which is football, which makes sense. Um, basketball up one percent, baseball up two and a half percent, golf point three percent, soccer up fourteen and a half percent, and again tennis led the way with seventeen and a half percent because of Serena. Uh a few kind of notable metrics, and you could stop me, I'm gonna riff off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go for it. Giannis forty-eight point game sneakers continued with a recent positive run. That's kind of surprising, but I guess that's looking kind of like a price discovery. You know yep. how to how it's really difficult to price that item. So it's up ten percent this week. The previous week, so it was up forty-three percent and sixteen percent. And uh, the whole kind of thing there is if you kind of look at the recent auctions, whether it's Leland's Golden. Uh, across the board game-worn sneakers have been performing really well so maybe there's not other game-worn sneakers of Giannis but it's kind of you know when you look at comps in that space you you might go okay what is a game-worn Lucas shoe worth and what is a Steph Curry game-worn sneaker worth and kind of try to multiple from there so uh, we're seeing some really strong performance there on the completely other side Kobe rookie game-worn sneakers that were signed slid keep in mind. Kobe memorabilia as a whole ran up a ton a few months ago, so it it, it isn't very alarming. And in fact, if you say um, if you look at the Heritage auction, ended for hundred and ninety two thousand, hideous, hideous shoes. I'm gonna pull these up. You guys are not gonna believe that someone uh, as charming and charismatic as Kobe Bryant would play basketball in these. This is something Cage would play in. If oh, I can those be are
0: nice. I like those. Look like what I used to wear. I those. This
1: this is the old Adidas equipment brand with the little, it's kind of cool looking thing in here. But these these sold for $188,000.
0: Oh, I guess Where, I didn't buy them to pay less. I? <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty nice. <laughs>
1: Where uh, the, the market cap on the No,
0: oh, it's not. Right, it maybe it black is. and silver. Raider fan. Black and silver Raiders, baby. The black Raiders. And yellow, black and yellow. Black and yellow. You know it's on? Well, listen, I love – yes, I do. I love that stuff. So, listen, a couple of fun little headlines I see out there. and We can talk about some cards and we can talk about some other fun stuff, right? So, you know, you talk about your blue chip cards, right? You went a little ancillary. This is a major sport, but, you know, not a lot of people collect it unless you're listening to us in Canada. But I watched the Gretzky uh, 79 OPG again drop, right? So this is one we talked about last week with a slight bump up. It was down almost 6% this week after being up 1%. Down two, down two, flat down two, up six, down two. I mean, the prior 11 weeks, it's been mostly down. Um, And this is a real interesting card, right? The market cap on this now is down to 124.6. The most recent sale we talked about was the 156 sale of Robert Edwards back in December, right? So you would think this card is now 20% below comp, below the most recent comp. But... Two things to note on this, right? Before you go assuming that this card appears to present as one of the better arbitration uh, arbitrage opportunities, I read that wrong. Um, this when you when you remember well, you've had this lawyer card. talk
1: all week, Cage. You've got lawyer talk on your mind all week.
0: This card here, it's one of the more condition sensitive cards out there, and you have a wide variety of pricing because of that, right? so it's easy to compare that 126 to the rea auction but if you look at the two sales before that right you'll see that in in golden in october october 27th one sold for 137 and the one before that also in golden on august 11th sold for 118. so when you use those as the the two comps this market value of this one actually sits right between those two so yes The most recent sale at REA is 156, which makes this one look like the market cap of 124, a little low. If it continues a slide, then now you're talking about it's below almost all comps. That 118 is the only one that's low. You go before that, and it was significantly higher, right? Because now we're going back into the first quarter of the year when everything was kind of really moving up. But it's a very condition-sensitive car. Everybody looks at the condition of this one. It's just one to keep an eye on. I'm not... You know, calling it a buy presently, but you know, I want to make sure you have all the information on it. It is going down. It now is one of those cards where um, you know it's 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 definitely lower than the most recent comp. I have one I want to talk to you about because it looks like it's falling. It it looks like it's a you know it's a thing, and it's we talk about him all the time, right? I saw a great post on Instagram from one of my favorite. Uh, Elder Statesman, one of my favorite curmudgeons in the hobby, Brooklyn Vintage Cards, who basically just buys all the Brady tie-dyes. And he said, hey, there's a 20 or 25X in the hobby, and everybody's missing it, but you got to have the stones for it. And it's Zion Williamson. You buy his stuff now, and he will be back, whether it's late this year or next year. And you're going to see him dropping 30-something points and being dominant out there, even if it's for a little bit of time. But when that happens, people are going to want his cards again. And no one wants them now. So, it's just one person's take. I bring it up because I like reading that guy's stuff. And I, I bring it up because the Zion Blue Prism, not PSA 10, because the one on collectible is a BGS 10, dropped again this week. And we talked about three weeks ago, down 14%, then down 5 then down 5 last week. It dropped almost 25%, it dropped 24% this week, right? To a market cap of 11,890, right? Now, a a PSA 10 copy sold with PWCC for 16.8. This is a BGS 10, right? We talked about the. I know JA is passing Zion this year. He's doing great stuff. We talked about the blue recently and looked at the card ladder value of it. And the card ladder value of a PSA 10 JA is basically in line a little bit less than what a Zion BGS 10 is going for. So is this now. Is it oversold to use technical terms like you like to throw out there? Is this a card now that um, is just getting beaten up because people just want to be out on Zion? Does it start to look attractive?
1: Well, it it has nothing to do with Zion, honestly, because if PWC... So we're all emotional, right? And we all add our color and flavor. And as a Zion investor, you're not sitting pretty this year. You're kind of uncertain about the future all that stuff. But that doesn't matter in this because the PWCC auction, which is a PSA 10, just sold at 16. So that's a comp. That's some benchmark of where the market is now. Now, there's some variability. You could do plus, minus 10, 15%. But it's at 11,000. So what's that? That's that's a 40% haircut with what most people would agree that is a better grade and a more marketable uh, and a more rare grade. So- I'm not. A, I don't know, Gage. I don't think Zion plays this year, so I think that people oversell a little bit. You're glaring. You think at it comes
0: down even more? No, I
1: like no, it. I mean, I like not, the not this card. Not this card. I don't think this card comes down anymore. The National Treasures—the ones like the USA stuff on it—maybe. Yeah,
0: like just stars and stripes uh, ones and those kind of things. I
1: get that, but I mean, look, I think this, this card is- actually bounces back up. I'm wondering who's going to be the buyer, right? It takes someone with a uh, cajones, but honestly, an investment like this is one you, I wouldn't overextend on. It would be, let's say my entire budget or my entire investment portfolio is 10,000 bucks. Put a hundred bucks up, right? Because if you're right, you're right. And if you're wrong, okay, well, you know, you still, what's the downside? So this is one where it's like, if you could switch off that, that like yelling brain saying, you know, he's not going to be back, he's overweight, he's never going to play again, all that stuff. And you just think of it as a purely an investor trader, this is a real opportunity because your downside is very limited at this point with using the recent comp for PWCC. And your upside, if you hit, you hit really, really, really well. So 50 bucks, 100 bucks, like very small percentage of your money. It would be a good bet. Well, I do? Like it's just,
0: you know, I think you, I think you hit the nail right on the head. You know, honestly. You're teeing
1: me up. You're throwing me softballs. No, You're throwing honestly, me meatballs. it's a, I'm it's hit a them out rare
0: enough card. I mean, it's one that I looked at this week and said, this is a buyout candidate. It only takes one Zion fan, and if somebody was willing to pay sixteen thousand, think of the underbidder on the PWCC PSA ten, right? They were willing to pay sixteen and change for PSA ten. They probably just don't even know that this card is out here. Correct, right? And they can they can now give a twenty percent easy bump and still get now a BGS. You know, and try to take this off the market. If I were the holders of it now, the people who are holding this probably vote anything down. Because people who are still holding this are the ones who still believe in Zion and believe this card is going back up. 100%. So it might be tough to get a buyout or approved on this one, but it is what it is. So that, that's a fun one. Uh well, three things comp- to
1: this, too, Kate. Shoot, The market's been a little bit down, too, on Prism cards. Yep. So like you yep. win both ways. Even if the market kind of starts trending back up, uh, even forget if Zion doesn't step on the court again for the season, you still have that thing. And um, I think next September, October, you see this
0: at – Twenty twenty-two thousand dollar card. I'm with you. I, mean, I think you're, I think you know. I, I think you're right. So two vintage items that I wanted to talk about. Right, we talked about both of these last week. Um, the fifty-three tops Jackie Robinson PSA eight was up big. We talked about this card, and it was up big. It's up sixty-six percent. A market cap of sixty-four thousand dollars. But the Heritage recent result. And remember, it's just one result, but the recent result Heritage. Uh, also, PSA 8 was 94.9. So, even with this huge run up, 64,000, it's still well below the recent comp of 94. It's one that you know also could run because even if it's even if you want to make an argument, this is a lesser copy, you know, or you 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 your the aesthetics of this one don't meet what you like. Remember, everyone's different, you know. Some people are centering, some people are registration, some people you know are okay with a sixty forty. some people top to bottom. Um, there's a whole bunch of you know of different ways of doing it, but when you compare 64 to 94, that's that's a pretty wide gap. And a, a similar thing going on with we talked about the the 33 Ruth um, Gowdy SGC eight was flat week over week, basically sitting in a market cap of 190. The we've talked about the Heritage comp of 288, which is significantly higher than that 190. But we said hey, you know, not every eight is the same. We talk about this with everything. The Gretzky talk about it with Jackie Robinson especially with vintage, right? Because you're not talking about 10, 10, 10. You know, these are, you know, high grades for vintage, eights, you know? So, so. but an SGC7 just sold for a record price of 126000 in a recent Heritage auction. So now, not only do you have the eight in Heritage at 288, but you now have a floor of the grade below it moving up close to what this card is sitting at. We're at 190 for the eight, the seven came in at one twenty six, right? So yeah, even if, even if it's not as good of an eight, it's better than the seven, right? So it's just interesting to watch these comps They try to also you know pay attention to the comps that are you know are setting a floor for it, right? So you know th- it's just a fun one, right? Um, you know that Heritage two eighty eight was in November. You had the more recent auction from Heritage that had the one twenty six for an SGC seven. Um, Cage,
1: can I ask you? Sure. So like, yeah, please. With modern players, modern cards, injuries, off the field stuff and performance typically is what drives how mm-hmm. an asset does. With yep. this stuff, what drives these cards? You know, what you know, people say put your money in mantle, it goes up every year, right? Mm-hmm. Over ten years you'll look back, it's worth it. Why?
0: Yeah. Because Why those are like happen? those are like your your you know your blue chip safer investment items for cards, right? So so these are the cards we're talking about here, Ruth, Jackie Robinson. Um, you know, these are cards that if your modern stuff is going to be worth something, these have to be worth something. You know what I mean? Just like we talked about with, with, with Peter from SGC, right? Every modern collector, every vintage collector, those cards they're collecting were modern at one point. Every modern collector now know you should know that what they're collecting as modern becomes vintage. You know, people tell me I'm a vintage collector. Well, half the cards I own I bought when I was a kid. They were modern to me. Don Mattingly with his mustache was a modern card.
1: You have cards, honestly, Cage. What's cool about you? You have cards from literally kind of like every single uh, every single era. From you have like ba- I think you have maybe I know you have Mantle. Then you have you have nineteen eighties. Uh, you have the Mattingly Bonds. I think you have a Bonds Tiffany. You have nineties with those inserts. I think you have a Shaq Beam team. So you cover every, every error. Uh, I think you disappeared on me. Let me go through some of the other data as uh, you leave and come back in. So Luca Nation, let me talk a little bit with you guys about the IPO. So in this upcoming week, three IPOs, uh, and it's crazy. We're already in the month of February. So let's start with this one because there was all this back and forth, right? Right. There's rumors from Adam Schefter that Tom Brady had decided to retire. Then his dad came out and said, well, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He's not retiring yet. Please wait. So now with this IPO and auctions and Brady cards, you know, it would be interesting to see how the market's going to react. So on Thursday, Tom Brady and NFL debut full ticket, uh, not autographed, PSA 7 opens up with a market cap of 107000 what's up Kate? What So real quick I'm go- I don't know you just froze man but uh I'm going through I this just- week's IPO that's
0: weird okay
1: I'm going through this week's IPOs and specifically I started with Tom Brady because Adam Schefter reported he retired Tom Brady's dad came out and said wait hold up that's not the truth so now with like auctions and IPOs what's going to happen to his market right I think if he retired his market people would have wanted to buy right but mm-hmm. now you're kind of in this uncertainty so I'm curious to see how the market responds so Thursday NFL uh, debut ticket for Tom Brady 107000 I'll get back 000. to Brady. Go through,
0: through your IPOs, but I want to get back to Brady because that was one of the or, one of the things I wanted to talk about.
1: Luka Doncic game use sneakers open for early access 82,000 market cap. Going to be really sim-, sim similar and interesting to see how the Giannis 48 point game sneakers in their recent run up of 50% in the last 3 weeks impacts that, right? Cuz you would think they sell out uh, way faster. Wednesday, Reggie Jackson, game-used Oakland A's jersey, 157,750, nothing retained. Brady, what do you think? What, what, what caught your eye before we go, uh, go into details here about some so, of the stuff?
0: One of the ones that I think you know, could be viewed as, a, as a, uh, a nice play on the collectible app, and um, it's the Brady Contenders basket right so you can you can look at the the you know you pull it up if you like remember this is a, a brady contenders bgs nine basket of two of them right two of them it's got a market cap right now of one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. someone's getting some ice get some ice pal. There, it's wonderful on. uh so one hundred thirty-five thousand. so do a little quick math 135 divided by two is exactly 67. 67. Per. Yeah. well done 67. Five. now yeah. this particular card had we talked about it last week, this basket, because it went down last week from a share to 995 a share. It went down again now in the week after Brady's eliminated 995 a share to 750 a share, which from a percentage basis down 24% to a market cap of 135. Recent comps on this one, 109, 108, 951, 103, 111. That's the last five comps, right? So you want to say one looks nicer, two looks nicer. That's fine, but all of those numbers are well north of sixty-seven-five. Those numbers I just gave you as comps. That's not a comp for a basket of two. That's a comp for one card. This particular item here, this offering, has two of them in a basket. Price is sixty-seven-five. There's a lot of you know room there. Um, Now, what's about
1: it? With the Bowman Chrome too, right? The BGS ten.
0: Yep. Yep. BGS that one's 10. down.
1: Uh, keep going. I apologize, Cage.
0: No, no, no. You, listen, you're you're nailing it. I mean, I, what I want to know from you is that we can look at what that that Bowman Chrome did, right? Um, you know, there was a recent sale of another one of those Bowman Chromes, right? Thirty-six thousand um, in PWCC, right? So, so I'm looking at five prior um, comps on the collect on the um, on the contenders, right? And we've looked at Brady's charts. We've looked at Brady's charts from last year. They're straight like this. One of the few cards that started going up in the first quarter of last year and has continued to go up because he won a Super Bowl, because he was back, because it looked like they, he might win another one. He led the league in, in passing yards and touchdowns, you know, you know, front runner for MVP and, you know, no reason for his cards not to go down. But then he loses, right? And there's retirement talk. And – the cards have gone down and you could make an argument at least that a recent sale of that Bowman Chrome in PWCC that just just ended 36,000 significantly less than the 45 that this is at so do we see these cards of brady continue to go down a little bit do we pump the brakes a little bit and say those five comps that i gave you for the um you know the brady contenders bgs 9 those are comps where he was still flying high, and there was a little bit built into that of he might win an MVP and he might win another Super Bowl and you know and that kind of stuff is and and what we're seeing now trading last week is more appropriate to what the market thinks. What say you? You had a great answer on Zion, but Zion or Brady are about the other ends of the spectrum.
1: Do <laughs> so you think I'm a one trick pony?
0: No, no. I, I'm just curious what you think about about Brady. I try to stay
1: relevant, Cage.
0: I try to, you know, give plays, you
1: know, you know, 12 ETH plays that go to 25 (laughs) in NFTs. I try to watch back. Thank you for that. I advantage of that Look out out for the Grizz. You know, this team is is really doing some things. I'll tell you with Brady, be patient. I want to see what the market does. Sometimes you don't have to be in a market to watch a market. Uh, And I would actually argue most times. So watch this market. Try to understand how it behaves. And I think that that um, that information will really help you out because here here's the thing: it's not going to go to the moon. There might be some lagging people buying, but I don't think that's sustained buying pressure. So what I would say is watch, be patient, see how this whole thing unfolds, see if some people get a little bit anxious, you know, waiting for Brady's announcement and, and sell too cheap. Um, see if there's overcorrections week to week, uh, and and call do- it kind of dollar cost average into them. I'll give you an example. Let's say that. Brady um, Bowman Chrome drops 30, 35% this week. And you're like, I I've kind of wanted to get into Brady for a while. Okay. I'm going to put 500 bucks fractional. Use 50 of that, that week dollar cost average into it. Okay. And, and watch that market, be a participant with, and dollar cost average and watch the market as it plays out. That would be my advice for how to play this Brady market. Cause I don't know. I don't think there's going to be a ton of movement up. And I think there might be some sellers who want liquidity and sell out.
0: Interesting. Um, it's a card that I passed on at the National at 14 The Chrome? Yeah.
1: That's so, not your type of card. It's too shiny for you.
0: Yeah, I don't like shiny. I don't like shiny. You're 100% sure. right. I don't like shiny. The you know, only shiny...
1: shine that I would like to see is from the gel that I put in my hair. would Shiny
0: shiny okay so let me just throw one out there and then we can you know we can wrap this up you know you can chat about whatever you like vintage baseball right we've seen a lot of these vintage baseball or to you I have to what
1: Do I check myself or to you
0: I don't know what you're saying I
1: don't know what I'm saying I'm still I still am livid over the second half of that Chiefs game I can't I can't believe people aren't riding in the streets imagine imagine being the best team with the best quarterback with the most talent i know i'm exaggerating but like i'm just trying to put in playing at home dominating and then just not coming out for the second half they were poisoned it was the flu game someone delivered pizza someone delivered I mean, listen, them fake like literally they stayed in the you, locker room. you play
0: with fire you know two weeks in a row you're gonna get burned they, i don't think they even belong there you know this is the bills had it had, had them beat and he had that 13-second mumbo-jumbo. I, I mean, they got lucky. And then this week, they kind of – It
1: wasn't mumbo-jumbo. He threw a dagger, a perfect pass. How Kelsey do you like, – listen,
0: perfect. Liz, you want to talk – you you said this week is fixed. How do how, – how do Buffalo just let Kelsey get a free run untouched for 18 yards down the field? Like, how, how does that no, happen? No. This that was stupid. an incredible game. That was an incredible game with two teams playing at their best, and so was this. This was, this was overtime. An, this was a good time. No, Another this great was game. two
1: teams playing at their best, and then the, the one of the teams just didn't come out in their second half. It's not like right. Cincinnati. Like, listen, you sound right. like a Chiefs fan. Wrong. You should go buy some Holmes cards, man. You sound like a Chiefs fan. You went and bought Buffalo. Andy Reid puzzles me. I think Andy Reid has uh, has it in with the NFL office. I think he's like their their Mick Foley, so to speak. You know, uh, he goes just far enough to. Not go like, that far. Like I don't mankind,
0: McFoley. Well, I don't know what you're saying either. But it's a it's a long day. So here's here you go, guys. Vintage baseball. Now, this could be taken one of two ways. I when I um, when I started buying cards again heavily several several years ago, I'm a Yankee fan, and I started buying Yankee stuff. Right, and I was like, oh, let me buy look Yogi Berra. You know, let me buy his Bowman rookie card. It's got a real low pop, and you know this. And it's gone up in value since I bought it, but it has completely missed the run of any other card, vintage, modern, you name it. Because when we talk about this stuff, right, we talk about supply, which is low on that card, and demand, which also is lower than the demand for a lot of all this stuff. You know, you got to be a Yankee fan. You got to know, you know, Yogi Berra from the 40s and, and 50s. Great player, won a lot. You know, you can't, I put his resume against anybody we talked about it on a show, right? So why am I bringing that up? Right. Because it takes a certain kind of investor to put money in a Yogi Berra type of card. Right. It's somebody who's not looking for quick returns. It's somebody who thinks, all right, I'm willing to ride this. It's not going to have a downside. What's, you know, he can't do anything to hurt his career. Um, You know, but as the, as the market grows, this will most likely grow with it. It's not going to multiple, but it will over time. Right so one of the cards i looked at but never bought i think it's a gorgeous card if you want to pull it up you can it's the uh the roger maris psa 9. um it's his rookie from, from my 19- pull-up feature
1: today i'm going to message yep. collectible, but uh my pull-up feature isn't working today okay. Message you know? them, I okay it's
0: fine so guys it's a really cool colorful like orange background roger maris card like a, a really nice card um he happened to be on the cleveland indians um, you know, at the time. And um, this card is one I wanted to buy, you know, as a Yankee fan. I didn't. I never did. When I was looking to buy it, and I, it's it's good, it's helpful, right? A couple of years ago, I was looking to buy one for, you know, for let's call it $8,000 when I got back into the hobby, right? Um, never pulled the trigger, but that's what the card was at, right? The card was sitting at, you know... Uh, I think eights in you know 2018 19, you know, end of end of 17. And he was always relevant from a home run chase perspective. You know, I mean, that's who mcguire and Sosa were chasing in the whole deal. If you look at his card, it ran a little bit, right? 2018, you can see this is a PSA 9 for 10, one for 9 at the end of 18, one for 8,400 in July of 19. Uh, again. One sold uh for dollars in early 2020. And then 2021, when cards started moving up a little bit, you know, the first quarter, 19, 18.5, 22. In April, uh, Robert Edwards sold for seven six right? And then 18. So what you what you saw on this is, you know, it moves, it moves up, it takes a little bit of a breather, it moves up, takes a little bit of a breather. Now something that you put ten thousand dollars in um you know at the time that 8 thousand for comparison I was looking at the same time at Tom Brady SPX rookies you know the SP authentic rookie and they were five thousand and the, the thought was it was like four or five should I buy two Brady's or one one Maris and the Brady obviously is now a hundred thousand dollar card so so you know, Brady like this, Maris like this, like this. But still, if you put $8,000 a couple of years ago and the card, the, you know, is trading at, you know, 22, 27, 18, 21, whatever the story is, it is moving. You know, a little bit of these, but it is over time, broader scope. If you're that type of an investor, it's a card that that does one of these. It IPO'd on collectible at $27,000, which was in line with those comps from the first quarter you know the ones that were 22 and 27 the card sold then again for 18 in in may and because there's only 3 dozen of these in psa 9 and none higher right it's not a card that comes up that often for sale this week the share price went from 430 to $2.95 that's a pretty big drop and the market the market price is now $16,000 which is lower than any sales price on this card since 2020, okay. And if you want a recent comp, recent comp on this card in the Heritage auction from November, which seems to have some pretty high comps, if I'm going to throw it out there. But the November Heritage auction, uh, the last sale on this card was 22.9. All right. So we're now talking about 16,000 for a, a, a market price, uh, you know, valuation for the one-on collectible. It's not for everyone, right? And it's not the most liquid thing in the world. And that's probably why you saw it go from 430 to 295. But it's one of those cards that IPO'd at, at a recent peak. That doesn't mean it's the overall peak. You know, when things move up, this card also had a peak, you know, five years ago, six years. It probably had a peak, you know, whenever there's home run chases. But what happens is it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, and it makes newer highs, makes newer highs each time. And you look at this, this card, by the way, guys, the numbers I'm giving you, I pull up PSA's website, put this card in, in right, the pop report, 1958 Tops, Maris, pull up PSA 9, APR, and it'll give you the auction results. All the numbers I just gave you, they're all right there for free for you to look at. And that, this, the last sale on this for almost basically 23000 Seven thousand higher than the sixteen market cap it's at right now. We're I mean, talking about forty percent off. So it's just one that caught my eye because it IPOed at a high point and basically has traded down slowly until this past week when it traded down pretty sharply. So I would not be surprised, you know, if bargain hunters on the platform saw this one, realized you know it's a value against recent comps, and it may uh, may see a little bit of, a, of an uptick you know not everybody's looking at Roger Maris cards can
1: I go into something uh, real quick and tell me what you think about this okay and we'll sure. wrap with this so sure. not only does if you guys go to collectible um, I'll show you a little something here so not only they have the trading platform they have like kind of a content section of their website so collectible.com mm-hmm. uh this is pretty cool so mm-hmm. Ezra did an awesome 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 write-up here it kind of talking about how volatility impacts cards versus S and all that stuff. So he did a kind of an interesting comparison. He took 2008, which was also kind of a turbulent time in the market. He took 2020, another turbulent time. And what he's showing here, and maybe if you have an opinion, feel free to share. Here's 5,100. Here is PWCC 500, right? Uh, here it is. Here's gold. Here's NASDAQ and SP. And it actually shows that during turbulent times, Cards, higher-end cards, of course, the PWCC 500 higher-end cards, they're actually not as volatile as the market. They're a safe place to park your money during volatile times. So if you have any interest in that, if that's something that you you want to look at, now at the same time, volatility cuts both ways and we look for volatility. Go have a read. So this is sports collectibles are and have long been
0: a resilient asset class. Like it. Yeah, I mean, listen, what you have to be able to be is a little patient with a little bit of a longer-term view, right? We talk about this stuff week over week. And last week, we probably were talking about how Mahomes' cards might go up. This week, you talk about how Mahomes' cards might go down. A couple weeks ago, we talked about how Tom Brady cards might be going up, maybe he wins uh, another Super Bowl. And now it's like, okay, look, they're, they're taking a little bit of, of a drop. But if you wide-view this over the course of, of how long we've been doing this stuff, you know, some of the things that were down are now up. Some of the things that were up are now down. And if you look at it, you know... You can kind of, over a longer view, avoid a lot of that up and down and just see that up and down, up and down. But slowly but surely, it's got that type of a line, which is exactly what you saw on that chart you just showed. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I, I mean, you know, there are cards that I own um, that just are slow churners, right? And I buy them because you have to balance off if you got to take a risk on something like Zion, on whether he comes back or not. You balance that out with, you know, um, you know, some all-time great, right, some Ken Griffey Jr. cards or whatever it may be, you know, and and while those cards are not going to go up because he's not going to come out this year and hit 70 home runs, they have slowly but surely done one of these kind of things, and it balances out those, you know, those riskier plays. So I love the thought. I really do.
1: Luca Nation, we love you. We love doing the show we want to say a quick thank you to collectible alex marino ezra the team top to bottom true pros we love working with you guys community thank you guys for listening every day we hit record highs uh every day in 2020 honestly more and more listeners and i don't know what what that's from but uh we appreciate it you guys that have been in the community for a while welcome the the newer listeners you know send them some love uh we really really appreciate it. we're building something special here and no we you know we're just talking with our team as i was kind of complaining about the chiefs but like we we have a group chat and like you know we want to set the standard of you know what the hobby's about you know honesty transparency taking care of your neighbor paying it forward and uh it's not just about us i hope you guys can kind of help us with that vision and that journey and uh let's keep building for the future man i gotta say one last thank you it's to you man you do a good job of letting me run and be kind of crazy and ambitious and try to build this thing into uh next in the bar still sports cards while also really being
0: like let's just get this done right now so an an episode a day an episode a day and today we do we did two but this one is fun and guys listen there's fun stuff there right there's a lot of cool information um and you can always message if you're listening to this you can always message andrew and myself you want to you know a little deeper dive into some of the information that we have out there some of the research that we did you know, why we look at one card over another or, you know, what our takes are, send us a message on, on Instagram. No problem. We'll, we'll answer. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. And you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody and uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.